We turn this morning to the book of Joshua, chapter 20, and we read verses 1 through 9, the title of our message today, Jesus, Our Refuge, Joshua 20, beginning with verse 1. Then the Lord spoke to Joshua, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel, saying, Designate the cities of refuge, of which I spoke to you through Moses, that the manslayer who kills any person unintentionally without premeditation, may flee there. And they shall become your refuge from the avenger of blood. He shall flee to one of these cities and shall stand at the entrance of the gate of the city and state his case in the hearing of the elders of that city. And they shall take him into the city to them and give him a place so that he may dwell among them. Now if the avenger of blood pursues him, Then they shall not deliver the manslayer into his hand, because he struck his neighbor without premeditation and did not hate him beforehand. He shall dwell in that city until he stands before the congregation for judgment, until the death of the one who is high priest in those days. Then the manslayer shall return to his own city and to his own house, to the city from which he fled. Let's bow in a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you for this day that you've given. We thank you for your word. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would teach us now as we open this passage of Scripture. Uh, Guide us, Lord, into your truth. Uh, We believe that your word is everlasting truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. How many of you have ever seen a sign for wall drugs? Does that ring a bell with anybody? If you drive through South Dakota on I-90, you will see tons of signs that say wall drug. And if you ever visit there, how many of you have actually visited wall drug, right? They, they got you, didn't they? You saw so many signs, it's like, I've got to see this place. And so I've been there before, and I was doing a little reading online about wall drug, and Many years ago, it was a drugstore that was about to close. And their marketing tool was to put signs everywhere. And you read about that place, it's just millions of dollars yearly. It's an amazing thing. So I'm giving an advertisement for Wall Drug, I guess, this morning. As we travel through the Old Testament, we see signs everywhere that point us to Jesus. Let me give you some examples. The Old Testament prophecies are signs that point to the coming of Jesus, uh, talking about His life, His death, His resurrection, His ascension, His coming again. We see various people in the Old Testament that Point us to Jesus. Uh, Theologians call them types of Christ. Men like Moses or David or or Joseph. The Old Testament sacrifices point to Jesus, right? The lambs that were slain on that altar point to the Lamb of God who came to take away our sin. The feasts of the Old Testament point to Jesus. Everywhere you look in the Old Testament, You have signs that point to Jesus. And one of the most interesting signs, I think, is what we find in this chapter, 
uh, Joshua chapter 20, the cities of refuge. I've given the title of this message, Jesus Our Refuge, because I believe these cities of refuge point us to Jesus. And I would suggest to you there are four ways in which they point us to Jesus. First of all, Jesus, our refuge, is appointed by God. Interesting, when the Israelites entered the land of Canaan, God told them that they were to divide the land. Now, remember there were 12 tribes, right? 12 sons of Israel. And 11 of those 12 tribes were given an allotment of land. The one tribe that wasn't given an allotment of land was the tribe of Levi. They were the Levites who were the worship leaders, the ones that offered the sacrifices. They were given cities. They were given 48 cities throughout the land. Six of them were called cities of refuge. Verse 2, speak to the sons of Israel, saying, designate the cities of refuge of which I spoke to you through Moses, that the manslayer who kills any person unintentionally without premeditation may flee there, and they shall become your refuge from the avenger of blood. If an Israelite was to take into his own hands when there was an unintentional death, I think the result would have certainly been greater death. Retaliation by the avenger of blood, who was probably a relative or maybe a close friend, would likely result in a never-ending cycle of bloodshed. For example, if I accidentally killed your brother and you purposely killed me, Where would it end? It would be back and forth and back and forth, and there would be so much bloodshed that who knows how many people would die. So God provided a solution to this problem, the cities of refuge. They were his means of saving lives. And the manslayer, the one who unintentionally killed someone, could flee to one of these cities And there he would find refuge. See how this pictures our need for Jesus? Without Jesus as our refuge for the judgment of our sins, the result for us would be eternal death. We would have no place to hide, but God has given his Son as our hiding place. In Jesus, we have a place to flee He is our refuge. Hebrews 6 was read for us this morning. And I believe Hebrews chapter 6 is pointing us back to these cities of refuge. Listen again, verse 17. When God desired to show more convincingly to the heirs of the promise the unchangeable character of his purpose, he guaranteed it with an oath so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we, listen to this, who have fled for refuge, might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope that is set before us. Fled for refuge. 
That sounds familiar, doesn't it? Because we see that in Joshua chapter 20. We see that call to flee three times in this Scripture reading. Fleeing for refuge. And so our refuge is in Jesus. And I ask you today, have you fled to Jesus? Have you come to Him as the one who is your refuge? I remember when I was a teenager... Growing up in the woods of northern Minnesota and going grouse hunting. Anybody go grouse hunting? It is one of the most challenging hunting there is because you're going through wooded areas and sometimes you only hear them. You don't even see them. You hear them take off and it's like, okay, it was over there somewhere. You try to find them. And there was this road I used to walk on. And often you'd see them eating some clover or something along the side on one side of the road, you could hunt. On the other side of the road, it was a game refuge. You know what they did, don't you? Anytime you saw one on that road, it would not go that way. It went that way. It's just like, how did you know that that's your refuge? Couldn't believe it. I don't know if I ever got a part. Uh, we call them partridge sometimes too. I don't know if I ever got a grouse on that road because it always went to the game refuge. Grouse are smarter than people. They are, because so many people, as they go through life, they don't flee to Jesus. They don't find Him to be their refuge. And that's what we need today. We need a refuge from the judgment of our sin and it is found in Jesus and God has appointed Him to be that refuge. I trust you know Him today. Second thing to notice, Jesus our refuge is available to all. Available to all. If the cities of refuge had been a concept that the people of Israel thought of, who do you think those cities of refuge would have been for? Well, we can about figure it out the way we know about the people of Israel and their exclusiveness. It would have been just for uh, their own people, not the Ninevites, right? Like we saw in the last four Sundays looking at the story of Jonah. But notice what the, the Bible says about these cities of refuge. Numbers chapter 35, verse 15, is, is another reference to these cities of refuge. It says, These six cities shall be a refuge for the sons of Israel, to be sure, and for the alien, and for the sojourner among them, that anyone who kills a person unintentionally may flee there. Not just for the Jews, but for anyone who needed that place of refuge. See the same thing in verse 9 of our text. These were the appointed cities for all the sons of Israel and for the stranger who sojourns among them, that whoever kills any person unintentionally may flee there. So God did not exclude anyone from this city of refuge. It was not just for the Jew only. It was for anyone who needed that place. 
Salvation, the refuge we have in Jesus, is for anyone who's willing to come, right? God so loved the world that what? Whosoever believeth in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. Are you one of the whosoevers? You can be, right? You can be. And so these cities of refuge were available to all, and that pictures Jesus. Jesus, our refuge, is available to all. Notice thirdly, Jesus, our refuge, is accessible from anywhere. You look where God placed these cities of refuge, you see how He took great care that these cities were accessible, that people could get to them. Numbers 35 says, The the cities which you are to give shall be your six cities of refuge. You shall give three cities across the Jordan and three cities in the land of Canaan. So the Jordan River split those two pieces of land, three on one side, three on the other side. Deuteronomy 19, verse 3 says, You shall prepare the roads for yourself so that the manslayer may flee there. There had to be access and the roads were prepared. And I read somewhere that those roads had to be maintained. They had to make sure that they were accessible. And then if you look at our text, you'll see something else about how accessible they were. They were located on higher terrain. Verse 7, so they set apart Kedesh in Galilee in the hill country of Naphtali and Shechem in the hill country of Ephraim, Hebron in the hill country of Judah, Bezer on the wilderness on the plain, Golan, do you recognize that? The Go- Today, right, what do we call it? We call it the Golan Heights, right? And so these cities were easily seen, easily visible, readily accessible. Otherwise, these cities would have been useless. What good would a city of refuge be if it was so far away you couldn't get there in time? The avenger comes after you and gets you, huh? Aren't you glad that Jesus is readily accessible. No matter where you are, you can come to Him. No matter how deep in sin you are or how far from God you think you are, Jesus is near. He is accessible from anywhere. I heard a story about this lady who was trying to get to a certain place and she was lost and A man wouldn't have asked for help, but she did, right? And so she said, can you tell me how to get to such and such a place? And the person said, well, I think you go about two blocks west and then a block north and another block. No, no, that won't work. I guess you go north. Uh, three blocks, and then you go, is it a block east or another block west? And No, I guess you go 
Maybe you go east first, and then you go north, and then the person paused and said, I guess you can't get there from here. <laughs> Aren't you glad you can come to Jesus from wherever you are? Whatever your need, whatever your circumstance, whatever your sin, Jesus is accessible. And there's no reason why you should walk out of this place today without Jesus. No good reason. He can be your refuge, your Savior. Now, when you flee to Jesus, you will find that He's everything you need. And several Bible scholars believe that the meaning of the names of these six cities picture Jesus. Kadesh means sanctuary. The sanctuary in Scripture is the dwelling place of God. And where God dwells, is there not refuge, protection, safety? Psalm 91.1. There's your 911, right? He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress... My God in whom I trust, for it is He who delivers you from the snare of the trapper and from the deadly pestilence. And He will cover you with His pinions, and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and bulwark. Under His wings you will find refuge. I remember when we lived in Mankato several years ago, we had a uh, our bedroom had two windows on the corner. And on one of those corners, there was this cedar tree, and there was a nest there, a robin's nest. And if you came to that window carefully, you could watch what was going on. So we watched the robins sitting on the eggs, and then finally when those eggs were hatched, feeding those hungry birds, oh man, like they wanted to eat all the time. And their mouths were so huge. I couldn't believe it. Just seemed like this big. And she dropped stuff in there. And I remember there was a storm that came through. And you could see the, the tree swaying in the, in the breeze. And there was that mother robin sitting, providing protection for those little birds. Her, her uh, feathers were, were blowing in the breeze. But I'll bet you they, those little birds were tasting. Toasty warm under there, right? Refuge. That's what Jesus is for us. The name Shechem means shoulder. And it pictures how the Lord carries us. He, he lifts us up when we are in need. And I think of the parable of the lost sheep. When the shepherd came, he lays it on his shoulders. Rejoicing. Hebron means communion or fellowship. And when we know Jesus, we have fellowship with God and we have fellowship with one another. We don't face the, the struggles of, of life alone, right? Bezer, Bezer, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing these Hebrew names right. Fortress, defense. I think of Psalm 18, verse 2, The Lord is my rock 
and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Think of all of those ways in which God is described. And we need that kind of help, don't we? A refuge, a shelter, a shield. Luther wrote the hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. Ramoth means heights or uplifted. I think of the prophet Habakkuk in chapter 3. He describes the trouble that was to come upon the people of Israel. He said there ain't going to be any blossoms. There ain't going to be any uh, fruit on the vines. Uh, The olive will fail. the, The flock will be gone. Yet he says, I will exalt in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. And he has made my feet like hinds feet and makes me walk on high places. God lifting us up above the, the, the circumstances of life. We're not living in the pit when we know Jesus. Golan means rejoicing. Think of all we have in Jesus. Everything we really need we find in Jesus. Why would people not flee to Him, run to Him, trust in Him? Everything we need, we find in Him. And He is accessible from anywhere. The final thing we notice in in this passage, Jesus, our refuge, is accepted by faith. Although the cities of refuge were appointed by God, available to all, accessible from anywhere, they were useless to the ones who needed them unless they were willing to enter the city. There was a need to personally appropriate God's provision. Notice, in order for a man to enter the city of refuge, he must confess his need before the elders of the city. Verse 4. He shall flee to one of those cities and shall stand at the entrance of the gate of the city and state his case in the hearing of the elders of that city and they shall take him into the city and give him a place so that he may dwell among them. So if a man was going to receive protection in the city of refuge, he needed to come to that city. He needed to stand before the elders. He needed to state his case. He needed to confess his need. But he needed a place of safety. Isn't the same true for us? How are we forgiven? We state our case, right? If we confess our sins, what's the promise? He is faithful and just. He will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. How are we saved? Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. 
So confessing our sin and confessing Jesus as our Lord is how we appropriate God's gracious provision. That's the only way we can be saved is confessing to God our need, our, our, our need for forgiveness and, and putting our trust in Jesus. He's the only refuge there is. There is no other place of safety. Now notice what happened when there was a confession of need in the city of refuge. In verse 4 we see that the elders shall take him into the city and give him a place so that he may dwell among them. And so the city here of refuge was not just a place of safety. It was also a place of fellowship. The one who needed this place of safety wasn't viewed as an outcast. No, he will dwell among them. He will become a part of that city. That will be the place where he lives for possibly for for many years to come. And if you think about it, the one who seeks access to a city of refuge would have a tremendous need for fellowship. A tremendous need for those in that city to to welcome him. Just think of the traumatic experience of unintentionally killing someone. Can you imagine what that would be like? If you had done something that resulted in someone's death, you had not intended that to happen, can you imagine how emotionally scarring that would be? And so this one who came to the city of refuge needed those people to welcome him. Needed the people in that city to to protect him and to care for him. And when we come to Jesus, we we come with some emotional scars in our lives, don't we? We've all done some things that we wish we would not have done. When we come to the body of Christ, the family of God, the congregation that loves us and accepts us in spite of what we've done. Oh, how sweet that that is. Is our church a place of refuge? Are we a place where needy people, people who need Jesus, can find a place where they're nurtured and loved and cared for? We need to be a church of of refuge, don't we? A place where we say, come, We're sinners too. But Jesus has saved us. He can save you as well. He can transform your life as well. And when a person in need then entered that city, received that welcome from that city of refuge, notice how that person needed to remain in that city if he expected to be protected. Verse 6 says, He shall dwell in that city until he stands before the congregation for judgment, until the death of the one who is high priest in those days 
Then the manslayer can return to his own city and to his own house to the city from which he fled. Numbers 35 gives us some further instruction. Verse 26, But if the manslayer at any time goes beyond the border of his city of refuge, and the blood avenger finds him outside the border of his city of refuge, and the blood avenger kills the manslayer, he will not be guilty of blood because, listen to this, he should have remained in his city of refuge. So where was the place of safety? Only in that city. You step out of that city, you've stepped out of your refuge. No longer protection when you leave the city of refuge. There's an application for us in that, isn't there? There's no protection from judgment outside of Jesus. There is no refuge for us. There is no other place of protection or safety but Jesus. And as long as we remain in Jesus, the enemy cannot touch us. Judgment cannot reach us. We are safe, as the hymn writer puts it, safe in the arms of Jesus. Right? That's where our refuge is. And in the days in which we live, we need a refuge, don't we? We find that refuge in Jesus. Josiah Strong says, When I was in England, a woman told me that she was once awakened by a very strange noise of pecking. When she got up, she saw a butterfly flying back and forth inside the window pane in great fright. And outside of the window was a sparrow who was pecking on that glass trying to get inside. The butterfly didn't see the glass and expected at any moment to be eaten. And the sparrow did not see the glass and expected at any moment to get the butterfly. He goes on to say, Yet all the while the butterfly was as safe as if it had been millions of miles away. (laughs) You ever feel like that butterfly? You wonder if the enemy of your soul is going to devour you, seeking to destroy you. If Jesus is your refuge, you are safe. He is appointed by God, available for all, accessible from anywhere, and accepted by faith. And if you have not come to this one and only place of refuge, Jesus, I encourage you to come today. You need a refuge. You need a place of safety. And in Jesus you find that Let's pray. Father, we thank You for all the various pictures of Jesus in the Old Testament. This is certainly one of them, this picture of the cities of refuge. Lord, thank You that You are our refuge. You are our place of safety. We find salvation in You and in You alone. Oh Lord, help us to flee.
for you today to remain in a relationship of, of trust in you. We need not fear when we find refuge in you. These things we pray in Jesus' name and for his sake.